Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new season of the Strike and Ellicott Files, an unofficial podcast dedicated to all things Cormoran Strike, as written by Robert Galbraith. My name is Kenz, and today Lindsay, Pools, and I will be giving you our first reactions to the Ink Black Heart now that we have all finished it. So let's Yay. get into it. Yeah, this is all first reactions. These are oh very first God. reactions because I just well, finished this morning. Oh, yeah, you did. Okay. I did. Yeah, Pools is already on her reread. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do a full reread. Yeah, you've reread the nice parts, right? I've reread those about. 40 times each. I mm. need to do like a proper reread with all of the epigraphs and the chat logs yeah. to get the, you know, grasp everything yeah. in the novel that's not mm. Carmen and Robin. Right. And Charlotte. Yeah. And Ryan Murphy, who I like. Yes. This is going to be a controversial opinion on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Not the guy from Glee. Yeah. Not the guy from Glee. No. He's all I can think about. The thing about this Ryan Murphy is that he is likable. It reminds me of what mm. Robin says about Lorelai. Right. Yeah. The worst thing about him is that he's likable. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be fun. Mm. I'm not happy about it, but I am gleeful. I, <laughs> you said gleeful. I am gleeful. <laughs> that's oh, but I'm I did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, of course. 100%. <laughs> You're not happy, Lindsay. Well, I don't want it. Just no. like I didn't want Madeline. Is it Madeline or Madeline? I haven't gotten that far in the audiobook yet. Mads, because Charlotte does. Or what did you call her, Kenz? I, I liked that the best. Oh, I called her Discount Robin. <laughs> but <laughs> honestly, Robin. <laughs> yes, but you know what? Honestly, having finished the book now, she's more of like a diet Charlotte than she is a Discount oh, Robin. God. Dude, I was surprised. Bit. I was surprised by that because... I didn't really dislike her that much at first, but then, mm -mm. my God, where did this violence no. come from? Listen, yeah. the second mm. she was rude to that waitress. I know. We've talked flags. about this. We've talked about yeah. this. You gotta pay attention to the red flags and being mm. rude to wait staff. Number one. I think the thing that I liked about her was her whole setup with her son's father. Oh yeah. But yeah, that was real bad. I loved the function that it, served just kind of like okay this is charlotte without all the things that make you love charlotte her vulnerability all that other stuff that stuff you have in common this is charlotte without all that shit we'd slap a robin wig on top of her you know <laughs> it was like a weird mix of both robin and charlotte it's uh, but i like the function that she served in the story as much as it was so fucking terrible to read i inhaled this book faster than I think I've ever inhaled any book in my life. I know you were fast. Yeah. I read from like eight in the morning on the 29th to like 1030 at night the same day. Cause I couldn't stand the thought of going to bed and not knowing how the story ended mainly because I was so <laughs> fucking anxious. I was anxious too. And Ken's, I think you can vouch for that. Cause I text you many times freaking out. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. like, I don't know how I can react to this. That's not going to make know. you freak out and overthink it. Well, everything did. Yeah, everything. <laughs> I don't know whose genius idea it was to have a baby two weeks before because my emotions are all over the place. <laughs> I told you that's what summoned the book. We've established that. So yeah. you're going to have to deal with mm -hmm. it and also have another one real quick. Sorry, it's not <laughs> possible anymore. God damn it, Lindsay. Sorry. It's all on Joe. It's still fucking hysterical though that you had your daughter the same day that that sample came out oh my god Apple okay Books. can i that's incredible can i tell a quick story about that and I, oh please do i kind of want to i kind of want to keep it because i mean i know it's more of a personal story but it's still a nice strike story so sure i was 
in the pre-op room because I had a repeat C-section. So the nurse got me up and we were going to walk into the operating room literally as a message came from our friend Anna Kiara. She said, oh my God, we got the first five minutes of the audio and we got the Ritz. And I was just like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> How is this happening right now? <laughs> and so like, I told my husband right away, I was like, oh my God, whispering like behind the nurses, right? And he's just laughing at me. And later, Anna Kara said she felt really bad because she's like, I'm, I'm so sorry I messaged you right before, you know, you went into the operating room. And I was like, no, gen- genuinely. I mean, having a baby, having a C-section, it's a little scary. You know, there's a lot of trauma that's about to happen to you. And I just genuinely like having something completely removed for that, that I'm really excited about. It helped me so much because I was able to think about something else and not about what was happening to me. And so yeah. just, oh, it was so nice. And then wonderful. afterwards, I was able to read it because our friend Shelly transcribed it. A public service. Yes, like, it was a public a true service. humanitarian. Yeah, because I don't think I really would have been able to listen. I don't even know where my headphones were in the hospital. Yeah, no. So yeah, I was able to read it while I was still feeling okay. So yeah, that's my little story. That's a very cute story. I read the book in one sitting. I divided it the second <laughs> I got my hands on it. It took me 10 and a half hours, which is longer uh, than it should have based on the page count because fucking people kept messaging me. And I'm like, <laughs> I told you to stop talking to me. I'm reading. It was so funny on Discord. It got so quiet once the Australian mm-hmm. version came out and like people mm-hmm. slowly started to get their book. Ooh, it was like a ghost town. Oh yeah. I think I had to message about a couple things just to throw in my thoughts about a couple great Ilsa being a queen. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Midge being a queen. Mostly just queens. Mm-hmm. Robin being <laughs> the biggest badass on the planet. My hero. Oh my God. I love mm-hmm. her. This was her book, right? Oh, like this was so Robin's book. Come so on. Good. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say. Because I yeah. know that we talked about this, that in the Graham Norton interview, he said the same yeah. thing. And JK, and JK Rowling said, well, I think it's real 50-50. And I was like, yes, oh, <laughs> that yeah. was my, that's all that's been my argument. But yeah. But I mean, yeah, they Robin are 50-50. Yeah. But yeah. Robin in this book. She was awesome. She was amazing. Yeah, she was. Yeah. I have to say, you know, some parts of this book really hurt my feelings. <laughs> oh, what, which ones? Oh, just, you know, when. When Joe said the theme is disconnection, like mm-hmm. it, oh my God, Strike and Robin, they were so disconnected and so on different pages. And it was so mm-hmm. the opposite of what I thought that, first of all, I'm sitting here thinking, what am I doing on a podcast? Who, what, I don't know anything. <laughs> so many things that I was so sure of didn't happen at all. Like Roke be who? <laughs> I was so sure the lions means nothing. Well, I haven't done a deep dive. There might be a lion somewhere. Well, they did mention the lion tomb, but it's not relevant in the way that we were thinking. No. Yeah. And then, you know, strike and prudence were very disconnected, even though they were trying to connect. There was a lot of that going on. And it was, it was sad. I feel like there were moments when I was reading this where I was like, oh my God, am I going to feel disappointed? Because I feel so, like I've said, my emotions are all over the place. So I felt very high highs and very low lows. But Mm -hmm. finishing it, I've been riding high all day. So I I genuinely don't feel that way. I'm super happy. It's just some of it was, oh, hard to read. Some of it hurt my feelings. You know what I liked? There was this disconnect between Strike and Robin. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, their friendship stayed pretty solid through most of the book. It wasn't wasn't like Little White. Yes. Yes. So they can have this like thing going on, but they are still, they have their patterns. That They're they, still them. Yeah. 
And I feel like that's gross. It is. Well, and also, I mean, they've both admitted that they're in love with each other. So that's major. Don't get me started. Oh Oh my my God. Fucking God. I can't believe that Robin admitted it to herself first before that moron strike. I know. Okay. Oh my God. This is another thing that I'm, I'm struggling with a little bit because strikes an idiot. (laughs) Cause I struggle with that. He's so dumb. No, I know. I love him so much, but he's yes. But no, but (laughs) I was so sure at the end of troubled blood that he was more ready than she was. I was so sure because of the whole Mazenkov and Krupov thing. I was so sure because of that. And then now I, again, I'm like, do I know nothing? Am I just reading, you know, am I doing what Edie says where people read too much into things and is Ilsa right that he would have regretted it? Or is it more that her reaction just scared him so much that he just reverted back? I I I kind of feel like that. He wasn't secure yet in that Masenkov Krupa place. It was just coming to him. And then he gets what he feels like is rejected. So he, you know, slides back back into yeah. Uh, Lorelai 2.0. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of been my struggle for the last couple of days because I'm like, was yeah. I just so wrong? Like strike. And he's apologizing now right away mm-hmm. when he's been a shit to Robin. Like um, when he lies about her being room service. Oh, and she's oh, that, so good. oh that was amazing. But so he has all of these thoughts about how it's going to end with mm-hmm. what's her face. But his last thought is just one word, apologize, but not to Madeline. He gets up and apologizes to Robin right away, which I think is yeah. is great. And he compliments her chicken. And the idiot, he's like, how could it ever work? And I'm like, open your eyes, which I mean, the last sentence of the whole book, open your yeah. eyes and look at what literally what you're doing, because this is how it would work. This right? is what you would be. This would be your life. Ugh. Yes. Oh. Which I know is going to click. It's going to be. It's going to. It's clicked. But now Robin. Okay, honest to God, I'm just, I'm really excited for the next book because I, I really mm-hmm. want Strike to be suffering. Um, oh my God. I, I want to see I him, don't want him to agony. suffer. I want him to, su- sometimes when we love something, we want to see it suffer. No. I know that makes me sound like a serial killer. <laughs> Only if it results in growth. It will result yeah. in growth. I, I'm excited to see him a little jealous because he a absolutely little. deserves it. A little. Mm-hmm. He's going he to deserves be sick it. with jealousy. <laughs> He does deserve it. He earned it. I know. Um, uh, we should, should we talk about the actual case too? Of course. Because I genuinely loved it. I knew you were going to love it. And Did you know you? why? Of course. Why? Because I read a review that says, once again, Rowling has used superlative piece of crime fiction to document the worst aspects of human nature and confirmed her status as one of our foremost chronicles of misogyny. So I was like, Pools is going to love this book. I didn't even know what it was going to be, but I knew you were going to love it. And Pools did love it. I remembered you saying, I think it was in our second predictions episode that you yeah. were predicting some incels. And I know that yes. I think they only used the word once, but I mean, that's what we were looking at, right? The whole culture that we were exploring into Twitter was absolutely uh, incel mm-hmm. MRA yeah. terminology and pickup artist bullshit. And what I forgot was that that is often intertwined with the far right neo-Nazi white supremacist nonsense. It is always intertwined. Laura Bates said that in Men Who Hate Women, that it is Mm -hmm. intertwined. But I forgot that. And so I missed the whole, and I would have, I would have nailed it if I'd remembered that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were spot on. And I do think that maybe Oakton was an introduction for us to this. Into that kind of gross. The bit where they were reading through the the Kosh guide. (laughs) 
together in the car oh making my god, fun of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that was so great. How much more do you love him for all of his reactions to this stuff? I love him so mm-hmm. much for recognizing yeah. how disgusting this stuff is. Um, and what I loved is that this kind of ideology, it, it is getting a hold of, of young boys, very young boys. And that's, that's happening. Yeah, it is. And you know what? I got really scared with Jack having a phone because at first I was yeah. like, this is super cute that him and Shrike are texting each other. But I, there was a moment of fear where I was worried that somehow he was going to be dragged into this because of that. Well, Jack has a really good male role model in strike yeah he does that was one of the cutest things in this it book, was was strike was being proud of jack i loved it <laughs> his paternal instinct uh there were a couple moments where i was you know kid what? stuff i don't know it's just like you know they're being made godparents and <laughs> it's just cute that is really cute. So do they have to stand on a stage together? Yeah. Well, I presume there's a ritual the godparents have to kiss, probably, right? <laughs> That's definitely how it works. I mean, I'm on pretty sure that the godmother them. and the godfather <laughs> historically mm-hmm. hook up at the christening, right? <laughs> right That's in front of trope. everybody, yeah. Yeah, I yep. think so. Yeah, I yeah, love that they're anyway, now. This very, is very cute. cute. Yeah. yeah. And the whole Jack thing was very cute too. It oh, super um, was. You know what also was really endearing? During that interview that they did with Josh. Yeah. And he was, Strike was mopping up his oh. face and everything. Oh, mm-hmm. my heart, my heart. You know what? That I found very touching even before Robin thought about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that she did and that she recognized that. It was yeah. Very, it is hilarious good. that she's like, oh, this is not helping me fall out of yeah. love with him right now. <laughs> I know he can do same so aggravating things. And then he does something that's just so lovely and perfect. Mm-hmm. And you're like, God damn it. Strike. Don't make me fall in love with you. He's like too, too late, late, Robin. Too, too late. late. <laughs> Way too late. What about the fandom? Okay. I am terminally online. I have been same. for my whole life. And so many parts of this book gave me literal flashbacks. Mm-hmm. The chat logs. I don't want to say so what I'm flashing back to. But, oh my God, (laughs) they were, I was like having vicarious stress from multiple private channels behind other people's backs. But she nailed, she nailed the internet, the Mm -hmm. Tumblr culture, the Twitter cesspit. All of the worst parts of the internet. The personalities, the obsession in the fandom. She nailed it spot on. She must have done research. And I'm like, is she lurking in our discords? Yeah. The other day, well, I think it was sometime last week or so, she tweeted that she was reading a thread about different characters. And oh my God, I mean, (laughs) that was me and uh, my friend Kurt he started it and just a bunch of us talking about how we feel about different characters and characters we don't actually like and I'm as equally horrified as I am excited that she was reading that because I was like what did I say how (laughs) stupid does she think I sound (laughs) so I really hope she listens to the podcast no she doesn't don't say that if she was listening she would have been cackling her ass off at how wrong we are I know. Can I talk about some of the things that we were right and wrong about? Yeah, yeah, I made yeah, a, yeah, I made a list. Not everything. Okay. We were right about smoking, hey! which I'm, thr- I'm thrilled about. And yes. I'm thrilled yeah. at how I completely believe him at the end when he said he's never going to smoke again. Yeah. Yeah. Unless Robin jumps in front of more trains. 
which oh fingers God, fucking stresses. crossed she won't she was such a badass she was such scene. a badass i, I cannot know, believe but... he didn't hug her when he pulled her up do you know what i was thinking about that yeah because i feel like i relate to this a little bit because he tends to get angry when he's anxious yeah he does and he gets anxious a lot when it comes to to robin yeah doing really brave shit i feel like his reactions are a result of his his anxiety sometimes i just want him to yell and hug sure oh and also what a parallel to the first book him pulling her back and bruising her oh yeah parallel this time he ripped her shirt yeah how obsessed is this man with her boobs (laughs) seriously she's a pajamas and he's like i'm trying not to stare at her breasts (laughs) well i mean there was the ritz where he tried not to he ripped her bra i'm sure he looked away and then the pajama thing yeah he's super into them (laughs) if i had to guess as ilsa says yeah i didn't point it out the shirt because she's got bigger boobs so it's robin two (laughs) mad zero which i love that whole chapter with ilsa was just i'm gonna be reading it a million I read times. it twice in a row because yeah. it's so good. Can we just talk back. about that right now? Let's do it. She's fucking amazing. Well, this actually is something that I was very wrong about because I didn't think that she was ever going to confide in Ilsa. Yeah, I thought too. Ilsa was going to be like the last oh, so person to know. I am too because Ilsa nailed it and it's just what Robin needed to hear. And yes. I'm kind of hoping that Ilsa has the same kind of moment with Strike in the next book because Where she tells he deserves him to hear. Where she tells him he's a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She just nailed it so much. She nailed it. The only thing I'm not sure about is the whole would he regret it thing because mm-hmm. again, I feel like maybe it was her reaction that made him go back, but yeah. he might not have regretted it. And that's Robin thinks that maybe Ilsa doesn't know the man he is now as much. Oh, that was so good. Mm-hmm. So maybe he wouldn't have, but you know what? Now we know that he's had his little realization when he does kiss her. It's going to mm-hmm. be very intentional. Amazing. He's yeah. not regretting it. He's all no. in. But Elsa's pregnant. I know. Elsa's having a so baby. Yeah. I mean, I totally get her her fear and everything. Yeah, that fear felt so real. The it way did. she was talking about it, that felt mm-hmm. that felt real to me. I haven't gone through that, but felt very authentic. Oh. The second we got that sample and I realized that he was dating a woman who looked exactly like Robin, I was praying that we get to see Ilsa's reaction to that. And we did. And it was amazing. The whole chapter was amazing. It's one of my favorite chapters. I want to go to that restaurant. I want a restaurant with a champagne button. I want to push the button. Do you know how much I'd be pushing that button? All the time. I would be like, yeah. I would set up one of those drinky birds to push the button like Homer did in The Simpsons. I know what you mean. (laughs) Just more champagne. Yeah, keep it coming. But speaking of Ilsa, I was so wrong because I thought it was she was going to be the last person that ever knew. But Robin literally, there's no way around it. She admitted to Ilsa that she has feelings for him. Oh yeah, she super did. And that she finds him sexy. Yeah. Yes. And that she finds him sexy. Don't forget the most important parts. I can't. Very important. I wasn't going to forget that. He didn't for ages. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. And then Ilsa's reaction. Yeah, I think he was ahead of you there. No shit, Sherlock. Yeah, very wrong about that. Ilsa is very perceptive, I think, about people. Mm -hmm. She makes a very good lawyer and she is super perceptive. And I've thought that about her before, but she knows she has Charlotte's number. She has Strike's (gasps) number. She gets it. I was really pleased about this Yeah, because I think I had said, I don't know when, but I know that I had talked about how I think that Charlotte gets it, that she senses something between them. I was really pleased that Ilsa saw the exact same thing that I did. So I was really pleased about that. I also said that Charlotte was definitely going to show up in the office in this Mm -hmm. book. And she super did. did. Nailed it. 
don't look at any of my other predictions because yeah, I, I know, it. right? I know. That was the one that I nailed. Speaking of Charlotte, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The bit at the end when they're at Jago Ross's estate. Dude. And he looks at Charlotte and he feels that bond between them just break. Yeah. Irreparably. Ugh. Listen. I predicted this, not in the episodes. I predicted this ages ago. It might've even been before Troubled Blood. And I don't know where I said it, but I did say it. I said that the thing that is going to make Strike let go of Charlotte forever is going to be something involving the way she talks about her kids or deals with her kids. And I was right. It was awful. I don't have proof because I literally can't remember where I said it. Somewhere on the internet? Somewhere on the internet. This exists. This storyline was tough. I think we knew that Jago Ross was awful, but did I think he was like that? That was really bad. It was really hard to read. And then it was really hard to read somebody, Charlotte, being okay with her children going with that man. She's the worst. And I I was so happy at his reaction. I was a little scared. When she ran after him, I have to admit, because I was so tense. I was not at all. I knew he wasn't going to disappoint me. I mean, logically, I know, I knew. but I just, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I loved Charlotte being a shit stirrer throughout this whole thing. It was peak Charlotte. It led to a lot of messy drama. And you know what? Uh, I was kind of here for it. Well, I'm glad that it led to Robin admitting she's in love with him. Yeah. Thanks, Charlotte. How many times did I read those five words over and over again? So mm-hmm. many times. I bet. So many times. I super bet. I pulled a Robin because you know how she always puts her hands over her mouth? That's literally what I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I cute. like screamed into my pillow because it was <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning while I was reading mm-hmm. this. And then she was like, I need to fall out of love with him. I'm like, no, you <laughs> Good fucking luck, dummy. I have to tell you. And I told, I think I told you pulls this morning when I was still reading. That was my biggest fear. And logically, <laughs> I knew that that wasn't going to happen, but. I was like, oh my God, is she actually going to do it? And then, you know, he's going to have to win her back or something. And it just, oh, that was my biggest fear. Thank God it didn't happen. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, she's going to try in the next book, right? But, you know. And like I said, I'm excited. I actually really like Ryan. I'm not going to say his full name because I can only think about Glee. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I like Ryan. He's a handsome dude. He seems like a really decent dude. He's a detective chief inspector, which Mm -hmm. is very senior and that's kind of sexy to me dci like that feels he's in charge whatever <laughs> whatever and you know what he was honest with robin about his struggles right up front which i like mm-hmm. we know he's not going to be permanent but i hope i know can have a nice I know. time a nice time with a nice guy before it all falls apart can we talk about whenever she was going to go draw pez pierce and she was actively trying to avoid looking at his dick and how his dick was so much bigger than Matthew. That was so funny. This might sound weird, but I was kind of proud of her. For I'm super proud of her. Kissing him. Yeah. Well, it's not just kissing him. It's the revelation that she yeah. had afterwards that she she is able to be, you know, flirty and sexual because I think she was worried about that. She was. I've kind of ranted before about people saying that Robin needs to date. And yeah, it's not her dating someone else. It's the reasons that I've seen people give that she needs it in order yeah. to be confident and ready to be mm-hmm. with Strike. And that's the issue that I have with it. And so mm-hmm. seeing her realize she can be these things. Yeah. I, I was super proud of her. Like, yeah. yeah, I agree. I'm fine with her dating a guy because she wants to. 
Like she, this guy asked her out. He's really nice. Strikes being an asshole. Do it. Yeah. I just didn't want her dating around because she had to, because otherwise, like you said. Exactly. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm hundred percent. I, and I love Strike having. Oh to my god, to I was that so happy about that. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. And him like, I didn't realize he Robin could be flirty. <laughs> I was so excited for his suffering in the next book. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't wait. It's, it's gonna, gonna make the delicious. payoff be so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Super. You know what? I know that we wanted a kiss so bad. We wanted it. We believed in it. I we did, but I'm fine with it. Those I'm damn kissing swan towels. Oh, they were so much. <laughs> but there was one swan in this book. Did you catch? There it? was. There were two swans. There were two. There were two. Oh, swans. Lita there was the Lita in the swan, and yeah. then there was the single swan that he watches. A passing swan that Strike watches passing mm-hmm. by because he didn't reach well, out and grab it by the neck to snog it. Yeah. I think mean, that would have been weird, metaphorically. <laughs> sure. Not literally. Sure. I, I just. <laughs> Again, I'm feeling less confident in my theories. You know, maybe the kissing swans was just the kiss on the cheek and we can keep it like that. If Listen. I want to hold on to this theory, but I no, it was the that. almost kiss. It yeah, was a fake out. It was the almost kiss. Yeah. Okay. Which I think we predicted, or at least I predicted that they would have like yeah, an almost near thing. For sure. Mm-hmm. I just never expected the Ritz. I cannot believe we got the Ritz. I know. And their I'm conversation. So amazing. The the revelation that Robin's father is a professor of sheep medicine production and reproduction. I was laughing harder than Strike. Yeah, I I would have said the exact same things as him because it was so funny. Was it a particular sheep that caught his interest? (laughs) It made me think of um, Dumbledore's brother with the ghost. Oh, Aberforth. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, Joe's uh, not above a good like animal fucking joke. Yeah. She's clearly not. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. And him opening uh, up to her about his family a little bit. I was very surprised that he told her that story about Charlotte's stepmother. Oh, that God. was hysterical. The weirdest part of that to me was that this woman is named Shahrazad, which no. is Char- of a thousand tales, you know, with the mm. do I know that from the song from Aladdin? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Alibaba yeah. had them 40 thieves, mm-hmm. Shahrazada. Yeah, but I actually know it from an episode of Leverage where Hardison plays Shahrazada on the violin and we get the whole story. But who names a person that? This woman's name is Shahrazada. What? I mean, I know that the aristocrats have weird names, but that was the weirdest part of it to me. The rest believable. We can see Johnny Winkle. I love Robin's Robin reaction. So good. Losing it, laughing at that. So good. That whole writ scene was perfect. I couldn't perfect. in a thousand years have dreamed that we get something so perfect. It was so good. And that Ilsa chapter. We got so many gifts this novel. And it was hilarious too. There was so much funny shit in this book. Oh. Which was pretty dark at points. But there was so much mm-hmm. funny yeah. stuff. But also we learned finally, finally, <gasps> when yes! we studied history but also why he knows latin and that story was hilarious and so strike it was mm-hmm. so strike it was so perfect i had almost forgot my anxiety over morehouse because i knew that something bad had happened he was definitely dead i liked him i liked him too and that was so sad here's another thing that pulls you got right but it was a complete joke what did I get right? You and Sam joked about them going to Comic-Con and I could not believe oh my God, that they, they went, went to Comic-Con. To Comic-Con. 
I am so furious that he didn't dress up as Batman. You have no idea. <laughs> and Batman was the villain. I know. Drake missed his chance to be Batman. Darth Vader. I wasn't happy about Darth Vader. I know, you know, I don't like Star Wars and sorry, oh, everyone, yeah, everyone yeah, listening yeah. is going to be like, what? But yeah, no, I don't. It's I don't. a personal trauma. It's a personal thing. It is a personal yeah. trauma. I don't like Star Wars. But we got the line where he asked Robin to hold his lightsaber, which was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and he got the right color. Oh my God. But I did love it in him in a costume on the tube. It was so good. Oh, it was perfect. And him not understanding. I think he didn't understand what a minion was. It, yep. Was that right? <laughs> it was a minion. Was that what he was describing? I think yes. a little That's yellow exactly. thing with one eye. Mm-hmm. I yeah, thought I it, was it was like a minion. A little Boba Fett helmet, or like nope. those oh were minions. My God, he doesn't know what minions. <laughs> well, he lives in a blessed world. If yeah. he doesn't know what minions are, lucky strike. Let him live a minion-free life. I want Let him keep his innocence. <laughs> them going to Comic Con was amazing, and I was. So I was like, happy. are they? Are they really going to Comic-Con? Because we, we joked about that. We joked about that. How is it the things that I'm so serious about didn't happen? And the things that we joke about are the things that come true. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Another, the funny bit that I loved was in one of their, in their hotel visit, Strike had taken off his leg. Robin knocks on Strike's door and wakes him up and he has to hop in. She's like, what's wrong with your leg? And, and he says, it keeps... It keeps moving in its own accord. And she looks at oh, she looks at her aesthetic. And she's like, what? <laughs> oh my God. That yeah. That was oh. amazing. <laughs> I can't believe. And obviously, yeah, if I was strike, I'd have burst out into hysterics. He just laughed once because he was in pain. Oh, but, oh man. my God, that was funny. That, that was, was so, so good. Funny. And speaking of them, like, just out staying the night places together okay. i loved Rob- i have something to say okay go two ahead. different hotel stays and they all had two rooms they all had two beds two rooms what is happening <laughs> it's like these hotel managers don't even know their job how to put people together yeah they're supposed to see them walking and say you know what these morons look like they could need a nudge let's pretend we only have one bed <laughs> you know and I was waiting that. for it. There are always the two world rooms. of fanfic agrees with you. I know. <laughs> well, I am. I am of the fanfic. I so know it's incomprehensible to me that they stayed so many goddamn nights in hotels, and there are always two rooms. I just loved it because it, it was such a change from. Mm. They were so casual about it, and I yeah. loved Robin thinking this would never have happened had she still been married and and her trying to imagine oh the office got blown up strikes coming to stay on the sofa (laughs) it was so funny (laughs) can you imagine it's weird how they had almost a role reversal when it came to relationships right he was the one trying to hide (gasps) being with robin and she was the one like thinking oh he's hiding me yeah and robin had lied to matthew before when strike was on the phone or whatever yeah she did yeah so now Mm -hmm. it just made me think you know, I saw some reactions from people when the, the Apple sample came out and a lot of people, you know, are really upset with strike for dating someone. And I always feel like people a little bit harder on strike than they are on Robin. They are. I I just don't think it's, it's very fair because I mean, she is the one who reacted and pulled away and you know, what's he supposed to do? And then what you just said that Robin did lie to Matthew a lot of times, I feel like people are going to be hard on strike for lying to Madeline, but 
Robin did the same thing and none of us blink an eye at it. Yeah. You know, I'm just, it's just yeah. an observation. I agree. Like strike, he did the right thing at the beginning of, listen, you go in to make a move, yeah. you get a nonverbal no, you listen to it. One, mm-hmm. you respect it. And people are like, well, he should have talked about it. Strike can't bring it up to her because it might make her uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, And I know it, that we wanted flirty strike so bad, but that would have been inappropriate. Yeah. If he's thinking it's a no and she doesn't like me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So he thought he was rejected. So he's going to try, although it wasn't fair to another woman. Yeah, I know, but but that's just another thing. Like everyone's mad at strike for not bringing it up. But why, why are we not talking about Robin? She had three months to bring it up. She thinks that a birthday present is going to say to him, I'm not disgusted by you. I like you. Like, come on. I've always said that Robin is just as reserved a strike, if not mm-hmm. more so. She needs to. Yeah. She, and up. she did good yelling at him in the car near the end of yeah. the book. Uh, mm-hmm. She did good. She just needs to do a bit more. And I think the confidence will maybe help her. She's feeling more confident maybe now. I think so. I don't know. But yeah, it was it was Robin who had to bring up the kiss if it was mm-hmm. going to be brought up because strike bringing it up would have risk making her more uncomfortable i'm glad that he thinks about it at the end that we need to talk about this yeah i don't think that's inappropriate but i feel like (sighs) he could have called her cell to get her to come back i know i thought the same thing i mean i know it's the end of the book it's not the sort of thing though that you want to do over the phone no called her to come walk back the 10 steps come back oh i guess visiting hours are over yeah i know and it's in a room tell the nurse you're famous you just got stabbed (laughs) You know, excuse me, you we're did in the middle of a love story, nurse. Come on. Yeah, I know. I thought the same thing, but obviously there are things for books that have to happen. So yeah, I know. I yeah. know they do. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited <sighs> about the next book. I well, yeah. Although Idiocy. now I'm afraid. Now I'm afraid to say oh, no. anything that I think. <laughs> no, see, you know what? The very human thing to do mm. is to get drunk and have a ton of unearned confidence. <laughs> unearned confidence, a lot of alcohol. Eyes closed, face first. I will not stop making predictions that will never come true. Or, yeah, it is fun. I just, you know. Is there anything else we got right or wrong? Oh, well, Pat is something that we got really right. Oh. And her relationship with Strike, right? Which I mean, we was adorable. They would be yeah. precious. Ador- yeah, I loved them so much. They were so When he cute. says at the end, I've always liked that woman. He's so good. Oh, my Aww. God. Yeah. Her bringing him fruitcake. Which is his favorite cake. Was Joe writing that that was his favorite cake because Pat makes it for him? Or was it always I don't his know. favorite cake and Pat just makes it I don't it know for when him? she said it. Someone investigate Twitter. She did say when she was commenting on our, our Twitter discussion about characters, she said, for the record, I love Pat. You'll see. We did see. We did see. We did Pat's see. Pat's amazing. I, I, I love them so much. She's a hero. She's an oh, icon. Yes. She's a role model. She's hilarious. Hilarious. I loved when she defended Strike I to Barclay. Oh, and no one was expecting. I like what it was so good. And the way that she oh. kind of took care of him when he was her, it's just so good. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I mean, they took care of each other, you know, yeah. like he was taking care of her. And, mm-hmm. and can we talk about the biggest loss of the book? Wolfgang? Oh my no. god. No, oh. the farting <laughs> sofa. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I am thrilled that that thing is gone. I love a red fabric sofa. I'm not. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. Oh my it. God. I am thrilled. <laughs> no, I miss it already. High five. <laughs> How dare you? Oh my God. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. I cannot wait until enough time has passed that I can use R.I.P. farting sofa on Twitter. 
I was not sad. But yeah, I we'll see. Oh, oh that's another thing that we got so wrong was her relationship with Max. Oops. So wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I kind of love that she's living in her own place. I love her place. I love her place is adorable. I love him yeah. setting up the bookshelf for her. <laughs> so cute. The scene where he just showed up to help her move with a plant for her. When before when the chapter ended, she hung up and she said, I have to go. Before I started reading, I was like, if you don't go to her, I'm going to jump into this book and slap you upside your head. <laughs> you better go to her. He knocked go it out to the her. Park. Yeah. Like she did with you in Lethal White. I was like, you better go to her. And I was so happy. Oh, being a good best mate. With heart-shaped leaves. Did you notice that? Yeah, of course I noticed that. Of course course. you noticed. I knew you would. But he says, I was worried this would count as flowers. (laughs) That was so funny. I loved that he mentioned it. It's now a joke for them. And him looking at the pictures her flat though too we got a little insight into robin's taste with her apartment Mm -hmm. because i'm like i wouldn't have guessed those two paintings i wouldn't have guessed that style of art but robin likes bright cheerful yeah calvist art i guess good for Mm -hmm. her and she likes to read and he was like looking at her books snooping around her pictures really paranoid about hugh jacks for the whole (laughs) novel with no basis what an absolute Oh my God. That guy. Can you believe? Yes. Yes, I can. Yeah, I can too. But it's disgusting. uh, When he called her a bitch, it was like, oh dude, you dodged a fucking bullet. Can I say that I'm bummed that she didn't call Katie and was like, what the hell? Honest to God, I would have reamed out my cousin for giving some dude my address. I know. Absolutely But also just, do you not have better taste? Like, yeah. That, not see what a huge jerk this guy is oh yeah that that made it was me awful like, i talked to my therapist about you oh my god oh my god so gross yeah. bullet i was worried he would try to bomb the office or some shit because he was oh, unhinged yeah. he was calling for months literally months ridiculous. calling the office with no answer and i'm like take the hint dude i know i felt so bad though that when robin mentioned it's the men that you know you give no sign to that think you're crazy about them and strikes like oh okay not you though strike no. not you she said not you <laughs> okay what else do we have to talk about i mean we can talk more about the case and yeah i do want to talk about the case i know that a lot of people have complained about like reading the chat logs and the tweets and i will say oh, on the book yeah on it's the hard ebook on the it's e-book, hard which yeah yeah it's much easier in hard copy like much okay. easier I didn't get mine until late last night so mm. I definitely read the whole book on my phone yeah I did too yeah so it they are easier to read that in a hard copy but I think they were necessary and I think they were really yeah. well done they were necessary I to understand too. the characters and when you could immediately recognize the person mm-hmm. they just met in the chat logs, like Wormy. I was like, oh, yeah. that chick's Wormy. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I don't think any author could have done this as skillfully as Joe did it. Because it mm-hmm. did take a lot of skill to do all those chat logs to make sure that, spoiler alert, paper and anime never talk at the same time. Right. And they don't. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm astounded at the craft it took to make mm-hmm. those. And I think that they are, are necessary because they're diving into to a world right and you have to represent that world and so much of our lives are lived on the internet now yeah 
and you you pretend like there's this divide between the digital and the real but there isn't the digital affects the real and vice versa Mm -hmm. it's weird to read about people you know making friendships online and I mean besides the murder parts the good things about it making friends online and then some of them meeting up I mean they weren't supposed to meet up because of rule 14 but luckily we don't have rule 14 so it was fun to read about that because you know some, some of it is like our own experiences it is. And I was so sad. I had no idea about Piper White. I was totally rooting mm-hmm. for her and Morehouse. I know. I thought it was so cute. I'm like, they're in love. They're like the I two decent horrible. people on the thing. Mm-hmm. I know. And then I had the rug ripped out for me. And I'm like, God yeah. damn, Joe. God damn it. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that the chat logs and the tweets and the Tumblr blogs, mm-hmm. they were all just spot on, first yeah. of all, accurate necessary to the story she was telling because you do have to dive into these worlds and I don't think any other author could or would have done it and I think it's something totally unique and really interesting yeah I mean especially an author who has probably experienced fandom in a way that no one else has (laughs) no one else has and the extremes of fandom you know the the biggest love to the complete opposite Mm -hmm. I mean she bad fate takes and being a woman on the internet that bit really resonated with me when Robin mm-hmm. was like if you were a woman on the internet yeah no yeah I was really kind of surprised that Robin didn't really have any reaction to getting any rape threats on Twitter I was kind of expecting a little bit not like a, a huge reaction but just a description of something but I guess that just shows how much she's grown I guess that she's just like a- she's in work mode she stares at it for a minute she uh, yeah but then eventually you get she did say at the end that she's having a bit of trouble after what happened but so who did you guys who was your top suspect the whole book because oh I'll tell God. you okay. I thought it was Katya the whole book catch it up you know what I suspected her too yeah yeah me too I was kind of looking for a woman I was too but boy I mean I think it goes with this idea that we have to be careful with what our kids are getting up to on the internet right I think that makes sense yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely Gus made perfect sense I'm furious Mm -hmm. at myself for not just going with the answer that made sense I was trying to be tricksy and sneaky Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to be fair, Anime, the account itself, didn't do a lot of the incel stuff. When we found out that that was the alt accounts doing that, then it was like, okay, probably not a grown ass Mm -hmm. woman then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was like 10 pages before the reveal. So should we talk about the ending? That scene was amazing. My heart was racing. Oh my God. Him trying to stop her. Oh my God. Trying to end her struggling free of her jacket can you imagine his panic i mean this is when talk about about so his terrified. anxiety reaction because he's terrified i mean how are you yeah. not terrified for her honest to god but of course our robin the hero is going to charge into a house unarmed i know a, but at the same time building inside i completely understand it 100%. him not wanting her to yeah but she <sighs> was never gonna not you know because that's robin she can't stand by girl. when someone's about to get oh flavia okay Flavia and Jack are the same age are you shipping them already kind (laughs) of I'm thinking like in five years a little meet cute where they both have internships at the agency she was great she was amazing and I'm so glad she lived me too kind of glad that dad died to be honest god I know (laughs) yeah maybe it's bad to say so but he was awful he was the worst I thought we hated Roy Phipps but this man 
even Ooh. worse. But abusive men raise abusive sons. There was a yeah. lot of men behaving badly in this book. More just so. Call, just call this whole time. goddamn series men behaving badly. <laughs> like, honest right. to God. Oh, God. Yeah. Kind of glad Inigo died. I'm not going to lie. Fuck Do it. you know what I kept saying to myself when I was reading every time I read his name? You killed my father. Hello. My name is. <laughs> my name is Inigo <laughs> Yep. <laughs> when the the neighbors said he stabbed the guy at the door i oh my god my heart i mean logically i know that strike is going to be fine but it's my heart you know how much i love him just sprinting to him oh my god bounding down the stairs bouncing off corners to get to him and then crying in the hospital (sighs) do you know what what doesn't it seem like lucy is kind of reacting to robin in the same way that linda reacts yeah. to strike lucy, lucy did you notice linda. that yeah yeah I, maybe we need to be careful that they're l names what does that say about us huh, yeah really <laughs> number one if lucy disapproves it's gonna make strike want to do it harder i know so that bodes well i am loving lucy and linda getting into an argument about who the bad influence is yeah <laughs> like <laughs> Lucy being like Robin got Carmen stabbed and Linda being like yeah. Carmen got Robin stabbed <laughs> yeah oh, I, love, I look forward to that who got stabbed first who got mm-hmm. who stabbed who got who blown up part of that conversation that Joe was reading was me defending Linda because I said I think that she gets a bit of a bad rap I still kind of think that because Robin's yeah. her daughter but I yeah. was surprised that it was still a thing to be fair in the space of a few months the office got blown up she jumped in front of a fucking train i know and then can you imagine linda's reaction about (laughs) that last scene with the oh my god she would have lost her mind i hope robin called before she saw it on the news this time yeah i mean to be fair to linda that's it's it's a lot it's it's fair you know it's it's fair but not taking that on him is is the thing that's not fair it's not Mm -hmm. carmen's fault Right. Robin does this dumbass shit all by herself because she's I know. amazing. Carmen mm-hmm. tries to stop her like 100% of the time. He can't. <laughs> I want to tell him that he's like, Linda, I swear to God, I try to stop her every time. I, I physically restrain her. She won't listen. I know. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like Lucy and Linda are now on the, on the mm. train together. There were two moments that I really, really liked that were as far as mm-hmm. like the whole health thing goes. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I loved it. That's okay. something that we yeah, talked, we talked about, about and disagreed about. Uh huh. Did we? Yeah, about whether or not there would be a health scare. Ken's thought it. You and I didn't. Yeah. So, mm. victory. So, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, heart attack lungs. That's what it was in my yeah. head. I wasn't thinking his leg. His leg's always fucked up. Like no. But Ken's well, will give it, it to you. Keep going. okay. <laughs> like, let me have this one you, thing. Let we'll <laughs> let you have it. <laughs> The part where he is, I think, it, is it the part where he's like on his hands and knees and he's like, look, I'm like praying to a God. I'm not really sure I believe mm-hmm. in. I'll lose weight. I'll stop smoking. I'll take better care of myself. Mm-hmm. And then the part where he's in the hospital going like, okay, like doctors, you don't need to like do a, an ultrasound or whatever. Like, I know why the mm-hmm. hell I'm here. Like, it's because I'm not taking care of myself. Yeah. Just those moments of clarity for him were just so satisfying to read. Yeah. He had I a lot agree. of them. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that that bit where he was in the hospital the first time, his face is twitching, his leg is twitching, was, and the doctor the doctor asks him, "Are you more stressed than normal?" Uh, and hmm. he's like, "No, no, I'm just the usual stressed." I'm like, 
your office got bombed like a few days mm-hmm. ago. The love of your life just got a death threat five minutes ago. What are you talking about? You're not stressed. Also to think that he was bombed. I mean, that's extremely traumatic for him. How oh is he God, not it's very traumatic? He's more worried about Pat than he is about himself when he's the one yeah. who's experienced the bombing. Yeah, I was expecting there to be PTSD flashbacks or something. Yeah, I mean, well, I think I think maybe part of that in the hospital was yeah the twitching. Like when his yeah. face started twitching, I'm like, oh Jesus. Yeah, I know. Ooh, strike. <laughs> you need to do some yoga and get rid of some of the stressors <laughs> in your life, aka discount Robin. You know what I'm thinking is funny, kind of going back to the fandom thing, mm-hmm. but I feel like all of us are going to be saying blah to each other for the next blah? few years. Blah. Blah. <laughs> I was lonely and burkled blah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. So Did you see on Twitter, Bill tweeted at her that he, yeah. that he got the book a little early and he was reading it and he wrote blah and she wrote back to him blah. blah. <laughs> so I'm totally going to be calling people blah. <laughs> okay. Blah. What did you guys think of the ink black heart? I wanted to watch it. Yeah. I was intrigued. I thought it looked really cute. I'm like, Robin. I mean, I love that Strike and Robin thought it was ridiculous. Of but... course they would. They're grown ass adults, yes. you know, unlike us. <laughs> okay. Rude. Okay. Well. I'm not a grown-ass adult. I'm just an overgrown nerd. I would totally watch it. I would be so into it. Are you kidding me? It would look adorable. Uh, I probably yeah. wouldn't be like obsessive level mm-hmm. as them, but I would we totally play watch the game. it casually. No, I do yeah. love a game. I know, but you know what? The game didn't seem that fun. Like, yeah, no, that game wouldn't hold my attention very long. Mm-hmm. The whole Drex game thing kind of made me think of Stardew Valley a little bit, where you have to like make spreadsheets, write down instructions for stuff, and when you're going to be able to see certain people and how to do stuff. Yeah, there, I got I, that. Yeah. And then also with the language in there that they used for Ink Blackheart, I don't know if anybody else got this impression, but I got very strong Clockwork Orange kind of vibes from that. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Interesting. That was really interesting. That was my first thought. Oh, we got these made up words and stuff. Yeah, it's very Clockwork Orange. I really liked that. Hmm. I haven't read Clockwork Orange in a minute. Were you guys surprised that we didn't go to to the graveyard together? Shrek and Robin didn't go? Yeah, I was upset that they didn't walk around Highgate together. It was so I know. romantic. Maybe we need to dial back our romance predictions a little bit. We're we're very um, I will never optimistic. <laughs> I will not stop. I know. I will not dial it back. I will continue going full speed ahead until Joe matches up with me. Well, I think we're getting there. I mean, they admitted that next they're book. in love with the other person. It's got to be next book. I mean, I say that every time, but it has to be the next book, right? I want to say, I saw the idea float around that, you know, she's never going to get there no. and that she's going to keep it. Bullshit. What do you think about that? Bullshit. Yeah. Listen, one of the parallels mm-hmm. to Half-Blood Prince was that some asshole moron got attacked by a bird. Hermione sent magic birds at Ron in Half-Blood Prince and Strike got attacked by bird. You're so right. Right? I just, I can't take credit for that parallel spot because someone else spotted Mm -hmm. it, but I can't remember. So good. So my thing is that if the romantic interests are getting attacked by birds in the sixth book, they're going to get together in the seventh book. Yeah. Did you guys see any other parallels? Because I wasn't really looking for it. I mean, the whole plot about having an author where you don't know their identity, Mm. literally, enemy. And Half-Blood Prince. Half-Blood Prince, yeah. I felt like I spotted more, but I can't remember. That's what second, third, and fourth rereads are for. Yeah, but the bird attack. 
the bird that's a great one yeah let me see I think I wrote it I was talking to someone I must have said some parallels let me let me scroll back here and see if I can find them okay now this I can't take credit for this is Harrogate said that Pez Pierce is totally Cormac McLaggen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, we'll have to come back to parallels and see what else that there yeah. is. I'm going to have to read it. I feel like there's less personal things than Troubled Blood. Is I mean, as far as family stuff for Strike. Mm-hmm. Got a bit for Robin, her dad. Yeah. I was worried for him. Yeah, yeah I was too. I feel like we're going to get some in the next book. I'm just yeah. going to take all my predictions for last book. And, move and put it on to seven. Yeah, yeah there, there we go. There we go. We're right, right. Including right. the goddamn cannibalism. Communal cannibalism. You know, when we talked about her Norfolk heading and I was like, well, maybe we will visit a little bit in Ink Black Heart and then we'll go again in seven. I still think that. Yeah. I mean, we did visit it a little bit. But and he remembered a little bit, but yes. we're going to, I think for sure. Because they went to Kings Lynn, but the picture was Cromer Pier. 50 mm-hmm. miles apart. Did you look it up? I did look it up. So I too think that this is just laying the groundwork for going back to mm-hmm. Norfolk in a big yeah. way. Mm-hmm. What else do we have to talk about? There's so much. I mean, I can't wait to dive into these epigraphs, which none yes. of us got right. Well, Gothic's kind of close okay. to 19th century women's lit. There was a Bronte in there. At least one. I noticed it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So A lot of uh, Christina Rossetti. Yeah. And she brought in some Americans. Which I thought was very odd. I'm excited, but I need to like do some research. Oh yeah. Can we talk about how we both thought that it was Grace Anatomy, the TV show? (laughs) I did. I did. I was like, what the fuck? Are you getting Meredith Grey up in here? Are you getting coached with McDreamy? What's happening? I've never watched Grey's Anatomy. I've never had the desire. I've never had the desire to watch Grey's Anatomy. So I was like, but like I know Grey's Anatomy. Is Joe a fan? Look, look, when the sample came out, it oh. was 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. I hadn't noticed anybody else say anything about the sample. I had just been checking repeatedly because I was uh, obsessed. And so I kept checking and I text Ken's at 1.30 in the morning. I was like, wake up. There's a sample. <laughs> and so like I saw Grey's Anatomy and I was very tired. Yeah. It's all I thought. I, yeah. Babe, I didn't even have that <laughs> excuse. I saw it and I was fully conscious, fully awake. And I was like... Grey's Anatomy. Ken's had to tell us both that they're <laughs> yeah, I quotes know. from the medical textbook published in 1858 or whatever. Well, like, that was oh. really fascinating with the things of the heart. And yeah. one thing that I, I did notice was the very first one. I think it was the very first one that says something about wounds of the heart not being always not being fatal. fatal. Yeah. I feel like that really tied in with the end of the book. And I yeah, remember, yeah. I remember oh, thinking, so I remember thinking this is going to parallel the end. There's something, some sort of hurt that is going to not be fatal. One. Yes. But, you know, so I was really happy about, about that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super happy. I'm, I cannot believe that we both thought it was the show. <laughs> <laughs> Can we switch gears a little bit? I mean, I know that we probably can talk about this book for forever. Obviously. But we're going to soon when we get back into our episodes. But I want to so talk good. real quick about the Graham Norton interview. Did you guys listen to, I did. to yes. it? I did mm-hmm. indeed. We've been asked on Twitter to talk about this in particular and what our thoughts are about JK Rowling saying that she doesn't know if we're ever going to get to COVID and that she thinks she has 10 books total. Uh, I can't remember her exact wording. Didn't she say she had 10 books outlined or in her head or something? Yeah. Well, she said at the moment she has 10 planned. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I don't think that precludes 
doing more than 10. That's just how many she has planned. I took that she said that she has 10 books planned so far and that she doesn't know if she's going to keep going after that. Because she doesn't want to do COVID. Well, she, she said she has one idea for it. I don't, I mean, I don't think that COVID would stop her if she had more, she would probably we have to revise something, but mm. I've seen some people who are disappointed with that because they want it to go on for forever. What are you guys' feelings? Her stopping at 10, if that's what happens. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Four more books. It's four more books. As long as they get together next book, I suppose. <laughs> I think she'll keep writing as long as she has ideas. I wouldn't want her to force ideas and put out less good books. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm okay with it for the same reasons that you were just talking about as long as they get together in the next book so we can see them like investigating together I really do want to see them as an established couple solving crimes yeah but yeah but my opinion I feel like it might be different from a lot of people but Mm -hmm. I like a stopping point because like you said closure well yeah and then I I mean I've read series where they're only meant to be three and then they keep going and they're just not as good. And, and I think that she's a better writer than that, Mm -hmm. but I think she also has shown us with Potter that, you know, she's not going to just keep writing just to keep writing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't want her to pull like uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle did with Sherlock where he's like so fucking sick of writing it. Yeah. That that she just kills him off. Like, no, I've always wanted Joe to write what she has a passion for writing because that's what Mm -hmm. turns out amazing books. Of all kinds. I'm genuinely fine with it because I, Mm -hmm. like I said, I I like a stopping point. I like things being wrapped up and then not. Yeah. Not dragged out. Yeah. I want her to tell the story that she wants to tell. Yeah. And you know, four more books, that's at least eight years. Eight years. If she follows the pattern of two years per book, I mean, that's eight more years that we get to do this and, you know, obsess over it. So (laughs) don't say it like that. Eight more years. Eight more years. years. (laughs) Do we have any other thoughts here? I have so many thoughts. I mean, obviously. I want the next book already. Right? Where's book seven? Give it to me. (laughs) Give it to me now. (laughs) She told you personally, Pooh, that she's working on it. Me personally, (laughs) to whom she responded on the Twitter. Mm -hmm. So exciting. Still high on that. I know. I know it hasn't been that long since we've recorded, but I've, I've missed this. This is fun. <laughs> I am so excited to dive into this book properly yeah. because there's so much going on. It's going to take me mm-hmm. a lot to get I on feel it. like going through the game yeah. chapters might be even more complicated than Talbot's notebook. Honest to God. Yep. I was really hoping mm-hmm. we get a moment where Strike was like, I am nostalgic for Talbot's notebook. After this fucking Twitter bullshit. <laughs> I wonder what they did with Talbot's notebook. Like, did they give it back to, to Greg? I don't know. You know. I hope it's just sitting somewhere in their office. That would be <laughs> a fun memento. Oh, hold on. Before before we wrap this up, we have yeah. to talk about the office. Oh my God. We didn't talk about the door. I, I Oh my God. Okay. Oh I know. my God. What is wrong with us? Oh I, my God. Okay. Look, I don't think I've said this. But I wanted that door almost as much as I wanted a kiss. Yeah. That same. door. Big same. 
I wanted it so bad. I mean, I made a cake with that on it. Mm -hmm. That's dedication. I wanted that door so bad and it was the most beautiful. Oh, I was was so so happy. When she starts crying. I know. And she starts crying onto the phone. And when he's glad that he got to see her reaction. Oh my God. I wanted that door so bad. Kenz, you had told me that you thought that we were going to get it based on a couple things. And I based on the beginning of the book when he said to the strike strike and strike. I'm like, oh, we're getting the fucking door. I know. And then the bombing. And then it was, oh, the thing that has their plaque on it is going to be blown off. Hmm, How convenient. I was so happy about that. I was, I feel like, I mean, I know that we wanted to kiss, but that was just as good. I was so happy. I was was, so happy about the door. It was perfection. It really, I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy for them. I hope that she takes a pic and sends it to her mom. Is, is like, please just be proud of me and and from <sighs> and that Linda's like, yes, I'm proud. Did you see Joe talk about that moment? I mean, she didn't say what it was, but the symbolic moment. Yes, the symbolic moment, and she put her we hands knew. over her heart too. I remember thinking, oh my god, is it the door? It's the door. But I we didn't want to hope for. I didn't want to hope for it. And oh, I was so happy, but. <sighs> That's not actually what I meant though when I talked about the office, but yeah, I can't believe we almost because oh, I was talking about but, the no, okay. Yeah. No, I know, but another thing we were so sure of is that they have to move. What the fuck is going on with their lease? I know. I mean, do we think that she's just going to kind of ignore that? I you mean, know she what? doesn't usually do that though. It would set a good precedent for ignoring COVID. She's just like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Alternate universe where they stop the development of Denmark Street and also COVID never happened. You're welcome. I would like a world where COVID never happened. We yeah, would all exactly. like that world. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, they'll take the door. Surely they'll take the door with them if they do have to move. Yeah, they're still in 2015, right? So it's possible. Mm-hmm. And we still didn't get that moment where Robin talking to him about why he chose Denmark Street. So maybe it's coming up. I guess the end of book seven would be a good moving and then they can take the door with them. God, I still can't believe he admitted to himself that he loves her, even though he didn't say it explicitly. I just, okay, oh, hold yeah. on. I feel like it needs to be read out loud the thing he'd been trying for years not to look at and not to name had stepped out of the dark corner where he'd attempted to keep it and strike knew there was no longer any way of denying its existence bless this moron i love him so much no way that thing is love when he says it it is gonna be the most fucking incredible thing i feel like we're not gonna hear him think it until he says it out loud i hope to god I just, I just love Robin more with every single book. I adore her. I love them both. I I love that Joe recently says that she loves both of them. Yeah. Because so do I. Yeah, me too. So is that it? Was that our first reaction? I think so. I don't, I mean, I made some notes. I think we went through everything. Yeah. There's going to be so much more, but. So much more. We'll save some. It's a huge book. So I, you know, can't remember everything. Overall verdict. Amazing. Five stars will read 20 more times <laughs> i saw that you said to joe that it's your favorite one it is totally my favorite i mean trouble blood's great but no this the action in it i was mm. craving some action i was craving some danger <laughs> and we were in the danger zone yeah. and i loved it everything about this book i adored totally yeah. my favorite i knew it was gonna be my favorite each successive <laughs> book is my my favorite i feel like i need to reread it yeah. to really feel 
yeah because I read it in such a state of stress (laughs) I was so nervous the whole time and just it was also just hard to read having you know a baby to take care of so I feel like I I need to reread it more calmly sure to really feel it but mm-hmm. there's so much to like about it and mm-hmm. and yeah I need to really so digest good. the case too because I mean I just finished it this morning so yeah <laughs> yeah I've had a bit of time to you know yeah and again yeah. we're gonna be saying blah to each other for the next two Boi. years so Boi. Boi. <laughs> <laughs> yep 100% what about you Ken's uh, verdict I loved it. I do need to read through it a second time because I was so anxious the first time that I read it (laughs) that I was just like, I'm just going to speed read. Like I was out doing errands and I was still reading. I was like, you can go in Target and go buy stuff. I'm staying in here. I have a book to read. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I literally didn't put it down. I carried it to the fridge to eat deli meat to keep myself going. I was not putting that book down. But yeah, it was so good. Mm-hmm. And God, the negativity is bothering me. I really oh liked this God. book. Uh, and the reviewers? Not from reviewers, but from like people whose expectations were a little too high. Okay. You know what? There's a combination of reviewers who haven't read the book mm-hmm. making their own stuff up about the book. Reviewers who have yeah. read the book getting points for hating JK Rowling and the book. Yeah. Well, there. I mean, there is some from fans. Yeah. The chat logs were tricky for some people, I think. Well, I think it's the relationship too. I don't know because I've, I've kind of removed myself from a lot of fandom discussions because sometimes so I feel like it's honest. maybe not for me. I'm in some select some select yeah yeah me too but I don't know sometimes I feel like and I'm I'm trying to be careful because I don't want to I mean I know you're a big fanfic person but sometimes I feel like yeah people get married to their ideas that they've come up with in fanfic as canon yeah and then they get upset when it doesn't become reality yeah I think that that happens a lot sure I think that maybe I mean and, and I'm sure that we are guilty of it here because we get really attached to our own theories but I feel like I'm pretty good at separating yeah theorizing from having real expectations and do you know what I know that I mean how many times I'm going to say yes this is what we wanted them to get together but it feels like for me finishing this book it always feels like the right thing absolutely Mm -hmm. she knows them agree best obviously and she knows what she wants to happen so even if it's not what I wanted it feels Mm -hmm. like the right thing I if that makes sense I agree 100% and it's Mm -hmm. exactly what I felt like yeah I wanted them to get together but now I've read it I'm like no this is better this is perfect I cannot wait to read more of this Joe I know you nailed it that's how I always feel because I've I mean, I've wanted them to get together since, you know, I was mad that they didn't kiss properly and leave the white. Like, me too. (laughs) But but yeah, but yeah. So that's kind of how I always feel about it. Super bummed to hear that there's negativity among fans. But speaking of reviewers, can I just say, and I'm not going to apologize for this, that absolute asshole who wrote that Times review. Fucker. Look, I'm not mad at him for what he wrote. If you Uh don't like it, you don't like it. This guy got on Twitter. And he posted that they don't get together. He posted, he, yeah, I saw this last week, I think. So I knew reading the book that what they didn't. What a fucking kiss. asshole. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what happened, I think, is his review got retweeted by the Rolling Library. And then all of a sudden, all of our, the fans are yeah. responding to him saying, no, we love the long books because we love the character development. And he did not like that. So he responded to a friend of ours and wrote strike and robin are no further along 
at the beginning of this book than they are at the end. If they got together, it would be the end of the series. And I saw that and I was like devastated because that's a major spoiler to read. And also it's not true. They it's are not much true at all. I know they're much like, further book along. What were you reading? But I, Fuck that guy. I, yeah, I did Sorry. feel like I was absolutely spoiled for the kiss. Do you that's, know what I mean? Yeah, and so I was, I was pretty upset. And then he was really nasty to people because they responded saying, dude, that's not cool. And he said, maybe you should get a life. And then what else, what other thing did he say? Wow. What a prick. He said other things too, just really, really rude to fans. I mean, he's clearly out to upset people, so I'm not going to apologize. He's out Um, to upset people. He's out to try to score points against JK Rowling to get cred for himself. And also probably didn't actually read the book that carefully or understand what it was doing. Because he sounds like yeah, a it was, moron. Yeah. It was really upsetting. I just hate that there's been so much negativity. I ignore it all. Uh, yeah. I am the queen of block and delete. I surround myself yeah. only with pause. Well, you know, I I tried to be positive about a lot of things. You know, like there's lots of negativity about, I don't know, the books, adaptations, whatever. I like to be positive. happy and live in my nice little fandom bubble. So that's where I'm going to stay. <laughs> I like to block people immediately the very first time they piss me off well you know I'm really glad that the three of us feel the same way because we're going to be spending the next very long time I think going through this book and so I'm super excited forever it's gonna take over a year easily I think that we'll be able to do Silkworm before book seven comes out right so we can do six and then two Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. can I ask the listeners before we go What's going on with our outtake episode? Because we've never had this many listens on something and people want to listen to that. Nonsense. <laughs> like of all the episodes, so not even many like times. episode 50, the, the one that's about 58 I from Total Blood had that many plays. It, there has to be a glitch. Like people aren't li- actually listening to it that much. I would love an explanation. If someone yeah, is out there listening to this three times a day, <laughs> that would be, I mean, power to you. That's I amazing. Mean, I think that we're funny, but I do other people yeah. think that I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I was um, over here thinking that our play count was going to like stay stagnant. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, I guess we're thank just you. that funny. You well, or they like Sam's on it us. so much. No, yeah, people, it's because Sam's like Sam. there. People mm-hmm. like Sam. Sam's a yeah. crowd favorite. Sam's got fans. Can we talk does. about how great Barkley was in this book? We'll talk oh. about that. Yeah, Sherlock Peacock. Oh my god, this is so Oh funny. my god. Okay, we'll talk about that when the chapter comes up. We didn't talk about Midge at all, which is kind of hard. Oh, I had amazing. to wrap my mind around calling her Midge because for two years I've thought Midge of her as Michelle. Midge is cute yeah. though. Uh, yeah, I love it. I want her to work out with Strike next book. I since she's Thanks. a gym rat, right? Big same. That's great yes. idea. Yeah, I love they it. They can Ken's. hold each other accountable and stuff. And oh my god, dude! Once Robin and Strike get together, he is going to be his best smoking hot like Midge, fucking military self. Midge fucking trains him like it's Rocky. <laughs> yes, give it to yes. me. <laughs> did you guys notice that he said that he used to have a watch yes, stomach? I sure did. <laughs> I sure did. I yeah. definitely noticed mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. We was we like, saw oh, thank that. you for that. Oh, in the graying hair cool. at his at his temples, like yeah, it was, was like, so, oh, yeah. Can we have a moment of thirst? God damn it, strike. <laughs> but in any case, I love Midge. I was surprised that many people's collective headcanon that she was a lesbian. Yes, yeah, I know. I was so happy. I was like, so yes. happy. 
And the way she was salty about her ex-girlfriend was amazing. She was hilarious. We're never going to end this because I just thought of something else that I was right (laughs) about. And I was actually really happy about, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to boast about it, but look, I was very happy that Spanner was not a thing. Oh (laughs) yeah. He was not a thing. It's just, it's just not a theory that I clicked with, that I liked. He did a website. We didn't even see him. They just mentioned him. Yeah. Very happy about that. And at at that point, I was like, there are way too many men in here that are kind too of- Too many fucking men. Looking for her attention, you know? Agreed. What we got was so much better. Okay. We're never going to stop talking. Yeah. We got to just stop. Mm, yeah. We got to just end it. All right. Okay. That'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back sometime in October for another episode. And this time we'll be covering the beginning of Ink Blackheart. So that'll be really exciting. If you enjoyed what you've heard, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at the SE Files Pod with regular updates announcing future episodes. If you'd like to send us a response to anything you've heard or have something you'd like us to discuss on the show, you can always email us at sefilespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much again for listening, and we hope to catch you next time for another episode of The Strike in Ellicott Files.